0: Live from Sadler Studio, it is Stay Busy with the boy Armand Sadler. to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture, and we also have some fun banter. I am your host, Head Honcho. I'm Babyface Assassin. Again, the beard is gone. Uh, Armand Sadler. I'm not here alone. Yeah, no, I do it with, with the man himself. How you feeling, sir?
1: What's going up, y'all? This is 626guy. We jacking that from <laughs> now on. <laughs> What's going on? It's Nick Early, y'all. Excited to be here. I'm a little charged up today. I had to just take a quick breath, sip on my water. <laughs> Um, (laughs) people are just uh wow (laughs) wow is all i can say you'll you'll see why in a few seconds here but uh i'm glad to be here i'm thank you guys again for listening we're excited episode 24 let's get it
0: yes sir um so of course we want to give a big shout out big love to anyone who's tuning in first time listeners returning listeners whether you are team beanie or team bounty whether you have rewatched avatar or not whether your state has started to open up or not whether you prefer Grubhub or Seamless, beer or wine, and this nice weather has led you to take a hike or picnic. If you're picnicking, I hope you're doing it responsibly and social distancing from the other people who've been picnicking. These parks have been just... wild. People people are just not <laughs> observing Wilder. guidelines, just not being cautious, and yeah, man. It's like I, I really had more hope yeah, that people would, you know, uh, uh oblige, and I, I get it, man. There's nothing I want more than to be resuming my my normal life. But who doesn't? It's like I, we just gotta we gotta flatten the curve and Guys, keep, health keep, is keep wealth. Staying
1: home, health is wealth. No one making money. No one. Nothing's happening if we're not healthy, y'all. Health yeah. is wealth. Stay inside.
0: That is all. That is all. Uh, of course, I want to give a big shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all the streaming platforms that you would like to use. And you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. Let us jump into the chat. A lot to discuss this oh week. Oh, my God. Um, I uh, I had a pretty exciting week. Um, got the chance to speak with legendary Rapper Pusha T uh, for yeah. Kazi Magazine. <laughs> Let's get a round of applause. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, really, really cool dude. And I'll, I'll tell you, it was yeah. the most fascinating thing being a Drake stan and I, talking to the, the only rapper who can <laughs> claim victory. Over Drake, it was it was a fascinating conversation. But truthfully, I'm I I, I am a big Push fan. Yeah, um, yeah his yeah. his his music is his music is great. Um, I've, I've always respected him as a rapper. So this is a huge opportunity uh, for me, and that's so kind of can't believe it's real. But yeah. that'll be coming to y'all soon. It's the June cover story for kazi Magazine, and you will be hearing some of the audio in a future episode as well. So very very exciting. Um, yes. I kind of want to loosen up. We have a lot to discuss. so I wanted to read a funny tweet to Nick and kind of get him angry. (laughs) So someone tweeted 20 hours ago that Frank Ocean really let Lucky Day come in and take his spot. That's crazy. Thoughts, Nick?
1: Uh, Okay. Give me one second here. I just need to collect myself. So first off, shout out Frank. Uh, we know Frank is the guy. So here's mm-hmm. what I guess with the tweet I get. I saw the tweet and I mm-hmm. I know what it was trying to get across. It's trying to get across the idea that Frank had kind of created a lane from when Channel Orange mm-hmm. came out until the delay for, you know, Endless and then Blonde. Endless, we don't really count it, but Blonde. Between that mm-hmm. was such a time where we were really yearning and thirsting for that. And I, he, I think he left the lane wide open for people to sort of do similar style to him, that sort of alternative R&B, crooning, you know, heavy vocals, minimal instrumentation, that type of stuff was, Mm -hmm. like, wide open because the market needed, there was a huge demand and no one was fulfilling the demand because Frank was the guy. And so, I mean, I've said this in so many different ways, but this tweet is just saying, like, he really let Lucky – Frank didn't let nobody do nothing. When Frank comes out, we are going to go swarm Frank. Like Frank is in, on an island in his own lake. He's the, the guy, if we want to say, quote, unquote, the pioneer of this this whole alternative R&B sort of sound. I mean, I think that he's one of the leading people in that sound. So, like, right. you can't he, – he didn't let nobody do nothing. Lucky is also <laughs> doing his own thing. Lucky is – really, cla- like, his sound is very classic. Like, the instrumentation he picks, a lot of horns, a lot of strings, a lot of, the arrangements are very complex. Like, shout out D-Mile. is it's not your average R&B, and that's why he got four Grammy noms, R-Mom, because he's different. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. point is, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, uh, Frank didn't give nobody nothing. I think he I think his, his lack of his presence opened up an opportunity for people but i don't think frank said here y'all take it because when frank comes back everyone swarms it like he never left so that's what yeah. i gotta say about that
0: yeah and we're, we're gonna get into this discussion later in the board meeting but um i it, it just frustrates me so much when people try to place these newer acts in these positions where they are superseding someone who's established frank has what got like what like 10 years in the game like yeah. multiple classic projects like Lucky's amazing. I love Painted, and we're actually celebrating one year Painted this past weekend. Um, but to put him above Frank with one album is just there, there's really no no logical, reasonable way to do that. Um, but it's it's kind of just a very unfortunate trend these days uh, with music. But it's a good transition. Um, I stopped by What You Expect Pod this past week. Uh, past week, and we we're talking about 2019 music and r&b and there was a very 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 hot take that the only classic r&b album from uh the past year but, but by dua this is just dua who said this he said the only classic r&b album was summer walkers and specifically they said that S- uh snow allegra's album is not a classic feelings
1: nick <laughs> so in the intro when i said i was agitated today these are the reasons <laughs> i was agitated now shout out everybody <laughs> on that pod you know, shout out Dua, shout out John, shout out everybody. However, guys, we have to classic. You guys, I think the, the problem with that I have. Call me an R and B snob. Call me whatever. We give classic. We give like <laughs> the. We throw these words out like so easily, so frivolously. Like classic. No, I don't even think Snow's project was classic. And here's the thing. If you like Summer's project, I like Summer for the, for the record. You know, people think I don't like Summer. I like Summer. I'm just frustrated by how they're trying to move her career and her sound. That's just me. But I think she's great. To take that project and say that, basically kind of deny the others and say that it's a classic. One, to deny the others is absurd. And two, to, to say that it's a classic is just kind of like, on what metric? On what standard? Wasn't that her debut album?
0: Uh, technically, maybe? On a major no, release, they, right? They might, they might be considering it her sophomore project because she had last day of summer. But so, I mean, continue,
1: though. The point is on this, I mean, we we got stop oh, yeah. we got to no. stop saying it was her debut release. Yeah, it was her debut studio studio release. Like, she didn't come out at the gate as a classic. Guys, we had us, and that's okay. That is okay that she did not. But we cannot keep saying that these albums that are really good or that you really enjoy are automatic classics. They're not. Classics means they stead the test of time. If we're in 2026 and people are still listening to Over It, then maybe we can have that discussion. Stop throwing out classic like it's just so normal. Oh Jesus! But and and let me just let me just name a few, just a few projects that also came out that year that somehow Over It beat. Chasing Summer by Sir. While We Wait, Kaylani, which is to me, if you like that vein of R and B, it was better than Over It to me. Over It sounded the same to me. Ventura. When I Get Home, if you liked Solange's project, if you like Jacquees, his project came out. Uh, those feels again. Painted, Lucky Day, four Grammy noms. Thank you. I used to know her by her. Love and Compromise, Mahalia. I can just go on and on and on and on and on. These are R&B projects, y'all, like that came out. How are none of those in discussion? So I'm assuming if you want to count out snow, you're going to count out the rest of those. That makes no sense to me. So without me going too in deep with it, that's, <laughs> that's what I
0: feel. Uh, hey man, I I appreciate you being opinionated. Um, because I am I'm, I'm like torn. Like I really did enjoy the the summer project. I, I wrote a I wrote a review on it. I was very very high on it. It is near near the top of my list for 2019 R and B, but it's not. Yeah, but it's not the top. Like I can't put that above Snow. I can't put that above ari and but i think it's, it's also just different type of r&b like so S- summer walker has a car r&b album like with that production but by, by london like that you know it knocks it bangs it rides snow and and ari theirs is more vocally um kind of uh str- strong i guess and 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 not to put down summer's vocals because summer walker can sing really well like we, we saw showcase tiny- that on the album Yes, it was. It was. It was very production heavy, and and uh, we had this conversation off the record after we recorded last week, but um, I felt like with over it, they tried to. I, I, it has to do with Summer's relationship with London, you know, the the mm-hmm. producer, performer relationship, but you know, I, I it feels like whoever. Was responsible for putting that together the, the 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 a&r team all that you know if, if you look at the, the feature choices like just the, the whole packaging of it it felt like they were trying to make one of those modern day superstar r and type albums and that's not how she came in and it's it's not that she can't grow because like she she's very popular she's she's among one of the more popular newer R&B acts. So like, it's perfectly fine to grow and and evolve and do different things. But I think a lot of people fell in love with what she did early on. And it was so unique. It was, it was, you you described it as like a uh, Neo soul, lonely girl, yeah, like lonely girl,
1: Neo soul. It was very stripped down and felt very honest. It felt very new. Mm -hmm. We, We, and that's the thing. Like people gotta understand when we had these sort of sounds like come out of nowhere, like she, t- you know, I mean, she kind of came out of nowhere. Like people, were, all I know is that all my friends and my cousins were saying, yo, you heard this project? You heard this project? And like, I kept hearing this song. like, well, i come around these parts. I'm like, yo, who is that? Who is that? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, it was so refreshing because it was different. Right? Yeah. And I had, a I had a conversation with an A&R that me and you both know. And we were talking about kind of just like the state of R&B per se, but like, more so why the commercial R&B is sort of dominating and why the sound of like, um, I guess, more quote unquote traditional R&B or R&B that's just not that modern sound. Mm-hmm. Why it's not getting pushed out there because there's an obvious love for it and a need for it. That's how she yeah. got popping from that sound. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. I it's really weird because you're saying like he was talking about like how labels just really right now don't know how to market that. And which sounds weird mm-hmm. to me is because, like, I get it. I guess you're chasing numbers at a label. That's what that's their only concern, truthfully, is mo- money and numbers. Like, they're not worried about the culture. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about it, it's just strange to me because, like, how can an artist pop off of a sound and then you don't push that sound? You go and then try to make it, you know, what's current and what's pop and what's, what's hot right now. It's like there's a lack of honesty. And so it's just really interesting to me that how that happened. but.
0: Anyways, yeah. that's how yeah, I feel. It's a good point. Yeah, I I, I I, thought that was very, very um, honest. Um, let's jump into, quickly, because I don't really want to spend too much time on this. Uh, Lana Del Rey oh my God. Uh, posed a question for the culture <laughs> this week. Whose culture? That was the first not that, mine I, I, that, that was the funniest <laughs> thing about it like the fact she opened her statement with question for the culture like okay yeah you dated asap rocky yes you you you've worked with playboy cardi and 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 the weekend but i, I don't know if, if, if the culture claims you and like yes lana you you made some good music like that like that there are black people who and um and cultured listeners who are fans of yours but to 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 pose your statement that way question for, that, that just made me laugh like, Whose culture <laughs> I don't yes. really know if the culture's ears was open to you. And then next, she she possibly combined the absolute worst fan bases by by singling out Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande, um, who else? Uh, I think Kehlani was that was on the list. Uh, Megan the Stallion. She she just went for the worst fan bases, saying that oh these women. 'Cause they can get their number ones and be sexually free and all that. Like, can I get an apology? She even said that she paved the way for some of these women. That
1: <laughs> the agitation today is just I just I don't understand. Um I'm so mad I'm calm, you know? <laughs> um, I read it. I read the tweet in depth. I read it several times. I mean the IG post. Yeah. I read it several times. It and I just kind of followed up, looked at her other follow-ups and whatnot. It's just like, one, for the culture, I mean, I don't know who you're talking to because your culture doesn't care about none of this stuff. Like, the mainstream mm-hmm. culture does not care about, like, culture-related things like this. Like, these conversations, it just doesn't happen. And so, what also was interesting is, like, when she was talking about it, it was, like, she was saying, like, the women didn't have, don't have, don't go through um, problems the same way that she does. It's like, which is so untrue. And don't they're not uh, scrutinized under the same lens. But alas, another another Karen, another Becky, talking out of her neck. We just need to like like Nip said. We need to treat clowns like clowns and not pay them no mind. So
0: yeah, yeah, that was Alana. You you goofed. You you look real goofy. Um, let's get into the verses. Another upcoming verses Memorial Day weekend special. Uh, we, we we got two. Uh, one twelve versus jagged edge predictions. I am more of a one twelve fan. Grew up listening to both, um. So I think my my initial thought, just based off of my personal preference, was one twelve, and then I went and listened. And I was like, yeah, jagged taking it. So I got I got jagged edge winning it. How about you?
1: Yeah, for me, I have jagged, uh, jagged, jagged edge. Jagged, jagged. No, they got some hits. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be, like I said, all these battles come down to curation. I hope they actually battle, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, since uh, one is going to be down two people, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. But, <laughs> um, so for those who don't know, two of the members of 112, for some sort of contractual reasons, legal, something that they're in right now, they basically decided not to... Uh, participate in this battle so that'll be interesting but hopefully it, i don't think it'll really affect i don't think it really affect anything but i mean yeah. i'm giving it to Jagged.
0: yeah i think jag taking it too um and this past weekend we were taken to the bashment bounty killer and beanie man oh, it out go. um yeah very 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 unique nick uh, had had to hit me up to slide in and like Seeing them there together doing it, that right. was that that was really cool. That was really really cool, and it just brought a whole different element to it. Like Facts. you know, these these have felt like parties and and they felt like c- celebrations, but that like for for the time I was there, I was like, oh no, nah, th- this feels like the part of the college parties where like it's just like dance hall for 30 minutes straight and like all all your caribbean friends are super hype and going off here just like oh yeah i'll, I'll catch a dub says this is cool but like all your oh friends God. are yelling all the lyrics and all that so yeah, it was it was dope man it was dope
1: man i i really needed that i was sitting up in here i was i had my phone in my hand a chicken wing in the other hand <laughs> Yelling and screaming all throughout my apartment, man. I haven't felt the energy that I felt. Um, to me, that was my. I, th- I think Neon Jante still my favorite because of like, it was like I was hanging on the edge of my seat. This one was yep. to me the best feeling so far as like a party. Like, this one mm-hmm. had that vibe, that nonstop energy. This one had the best energy to me, like, so far as. Just the hype and the pacing of it. They, I know they su- the uh, superseded the the twelve the twenty song limit. There's no way they didn't go past it. Like they were playing and they just kept going and going and going and going, and going back and forth, back and forth. And it's just also too. They just reminded me of some of my uncles and some of my cousins. For those who don't know, I'm Jamaican. So um, <laughs> they just reminded me of some of my cousins, some of my uncles, some of the people that I know uh, in the community, and just. It was just a great time for me to watch it. I really felt like close to home, and made me proud to be Jamaican. So, uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a great one, super great. Y'all Good go man. back and watch that Bounty and Beanie Man. For sure, for
0: sure. And then we got another mastery series from Brian Michael Cox. What was what's popping with that?
1: Yeah, so Brian Michael Cox has been doing this mastery series. Basically, where Brian Michael Cox, for those who know, he's a, a songwriter, producer. Has uh, worked the likes of Mary J. Blige, Mariah. Usher, all of the above. He's worked with a lot of people. Um, he interviewed Salam Remy. Salam Remy is really an OG in the game. And has maintained a very like behind the scenes presence. Um, but mm-hmm. he's behind some of the sounds of some of your favorite people. Uh, Fuji's a lot of hip hop, a lot of reggae. He's Trini himself. Um, he uh, also has produced uh, "Come Through and Chill" for those who may know uh, by Miguel. So he's the guy mm-hmm. behind that. And if you listen to his music, it has like a very just very, how to say, like a home feel. It's just very like there's a lot of feel in his music. He, you can tell that he knows what he's doing so far as making something feel that way. And so he was what what these series does, it goes through and goes through their career and they talk about, you know, what their life was like, um, how they got into music, and what they were doing. And then Brian plays specific records that were pivotal in their career and then they go ahead and discuss the records and discuss the stories. So he was talking, he's telling some stories about the Fuji's, tells a story about Come Through and Chill for Miguel, some other stuff. But he's the story that really came to mind was interesting how he kind of like quote unquote ghost produced uh Killing Me Softly by the Fuji's. And so he was telling a story about how uh he was working with them, him and Wyclef, and then the whole team, they were working together and they had kind of produced he had already did his like his quota for producing on the album. I guess back then labels were like you know, when they're trying to move through different producers, they're like, OK, he has two songs. That's good enough type of thing if he's not, you know, executive producing so on and so forth. And so he had done his two song quota and he couldn't really do anything else. And so the, he had a conversation. I forget the old oh boy's other name, the the other member. And he was it was on the phone. They're talking and he's like, yo, we kind of want to do this. He was presenting to He's talking to me. He said, like, Yo, we kind of want to do killing me softly. But like, you know, how would you do it? And Solan was like, you know, like I would do it like, oh, like Bonita Applebaum, like Bonita Apple, like oh, he's like, yo, I was thinking the same thing, and so then Homeboy went and then made the beat, and so like he beatboxed it over the phone for him, and then Homeboy went and made the beat, and so like he was telling the story about how he kind of basically like goes produce. Obviously, he he's like, I technically didn't touch it or do anything, I you know produce it, but like you know he ran the idea by me to make sure you know yeah. that he wasn't crazy. And so they were on the same page with it. So that's just kind of just to show the impact of Salam. So uh, shout out Salam and Brian Michael Cox for the amazing series. I'm really enjoying it. It happens on Fridays at 8
0: p.m. So, yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that was really cool. cool story. I'll definitely tap in. Um, new music, I didn't get to all of it. I was really stuck on this new Gunna album, uh, Wanna. It is a I believe it's 16 tracks. Um, features from Young Thug, Twice, Lil Baby, uh, Nietzsche's and um did i miss some roddy rich roddy rich that was my my favorite feature and really travis, loved the album travis, on there? travis was on there too yes another lazy feature from travis he, <laughs> i've i've got some feelings on travis scott's recent feature appearances maybe i'll save that for another episode but um really enjoyed wanna um Gunna was his last time dripper drowned too I, I wasn't that big on but I've, I've i've enjoyed what he's what he's given over the course of his career he's he's been blazing hot um since 2018 um then this was really good i mean his his producer affiliations wheezy and turbo like you know the the beats are just dope like uh someone i think it was my my boy trey austin uh he described Gunna as someone running water uh from a sink over like (laughs) drums and like 808s and all that it's like (laughs) it it makes sense like the gunner just really knows how to make music that sounds good like him roddy rich young thug they're like the the, the holy trinity of 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 melodic rappers to me and that's what we're calling out melodic rappers (laughs) yeah i guess so okay cool no that's
1: cool i'm just saying you you're coining the terms i I don't know what to call them you know right they're rappers but i just don't know what to call them Mm -hmm. i didn't mean to derail your point sorry
0: no, nah, no, nah, it's all good, it's all good, um, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed that, and then I also got Nick to finally listen to uh, My Turn by, uh, by Lil little, little Baby, um, so tell us how, how you felt about that, bro. Um, <laughs> um, How do I describe this?
1: So I'll preface this by saying I'm an R&B guy, like, I will always listen to R&B or singing before I listen to any sort of rap or hip-hop, nothing, obviously I love rap and hip-hop, not to say that, but I just prefer R&B. Mm-hmm. Um. So, <laughs> I did. I did this. I I listened to the project. Um, I, since I've been out of college, I just really like have not really paid attention to any trap because it was always around me. Like when y'all was in the crib rolling up or whatever, like y'all would play trap, and that's just what I would hear in the house. So like, if it wasn't my own music, it was that playing. And so I kind of like was always around it. And then since then, since I haven't been around like in that environment. I've just only been playing my stuff and so I will like, never listen to a Lil Baby and all these people. I'll hear the songs and like know the the, the most important song or their, their, their hit, but I won't mm-hmm. like know the album cuts and I won't be able to, right. to talk about the albums. I won't know when they release the album um, and speak about it in the depth that y'all be speaking about in the chat. But like, <laughs> um, I went ahead and listened to Lil Baby, My Turn, the deluxe version. I didn't get through the whole thing. Um, for me... It, and maybe, you know, I'm trying to give it as much respect as I can because I just, I'm just, you know, resigned to the fact that I don't get it. I don't get it from the standpoint of like, I to me, a lot of it sounds the same. And I know when you're in it and that's all you listen to that you can hear the differentiation and the nuance. And I'm sure it's similar to some people who think about, you know, different R&B or whatnot, so on and so forth. To me, it just, a lot of it sounds the same, but that doesn't make it bad. Um, there was some stuff that I was like, oh, this is fire. Like, you know, there's stuff that you can't deny that it's dope. It's fire. And the more I listen to it, yes. You know, people like to say mumble rap. I mean, I, it's kind of, I, I suppose they look at it as derogatory because like, because of the accent or where they're from and just the style of what it is. And I won't necessarily demean them that way. But, um, for me, when I started to like listen to some stuff, I was like, oh you no. Know, when I asked you, I was like, why do y'all like little baby? Like what do you actually like about him? They say, well, he's his flow. He'd be saying stuff, you know, of the melodic rap, this, than and the third. So I started listening. And, like, when I listened, I was like, oh, no, he got some punchlines, some bars. It's just for me the delivery is different than I'm anticipating because, you know, when I, when I think of rappers, the rappers I like is Kendrick, Cole, you know, Drake. I like, you know, the the, the spitters that I can, I guess, quote, unquote, understand because they're not necessarily melodic rappers. Um, or they don't rap on trap. They they rap over trap beats, but they're not like, their delivery is different. And so, I don't know. It was, it was cool, I suppose. But I, I prefer, if I have to listen to this trap rap stuff, I'm going to listen to Gunna, because when I immediately went to Wanna, after the, my turn I only got to halfway, I wanted to hear the Wayne feature, and that was where I ended it. When I got to Wanna, I was like, oh, okay. I see why. Like, it was, sonically different i could differentiate between the tracks you know what i'm saying like cuz when i was playing little Baby's joint, i was like dang this all kind of sound like one to two songs to me like i wouldn't even know to be able to tell you which one i like because it all sounded the same when i listened to gunna it was like oh this sounds different each one kind of sounds different the approach is different the hooks are different the the sonic of it the production is different i was like oh okay so if i were to say i prefer gunna <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you go to them for two different things. Lil Baby, I, I really do enjoy his his rapping. He's improved a lot as a rapper um, since I became aware of him back in 2018. And you, you go to Baby for bars, you go to Gunna for, for vibes. Um, it's interesting you felt like the Gunna was more sonically diverse than... Like, I, I, I get it. I, I, I see where, where, where you're coming from, but I feel like people would assume like Gunna is the more um, samey makes the same type of stuff. And I I I again, I really enjoyed the project and like I agree like in, in on an individual basis, Wanna is more sonically diverse, but I feel like people would just like would just say, "Oh, nah, Gunna makes more of the same sounding music than uh Lil Baby does." But um yeah, no, it was um I, I th- those are two of my favorite rap projects so far. Again, we've only had one to like a couple days, so I don't want to jump too too far ahead, uh, especially if we're going to talk about that later, kind of contradicting myself, but it was dope. Um, Tiana Taylor dropped two singles, uh, Bear With Me, and Made It. I believe uh, Made It was for the graduates. Oh, shout out to all the class of 2020 graduates. Uh, it's highly unfortunate you guys have to graduate through Zoom um, and, and in social distancing, um, especially my, my, my Cornell people who had to watch Slope Day through, <laughs> through a computer. Mm-mm. Um yeah. So shout out to y'all and shout out to Tiana for um, giving you guys that love. I've, I've loved everything she's put out so far th- this year and last year. Um, her album is, is coming soon. Um, she's she uh, after her, her seven song, or I, th- I think uh, yeah gave her an eight song project with keep that same energy. Um, she, she was very upset. Like s- some samples didn't clear and she wanted a longer album. So you know, now it seems like she's she has a lot more control, and she's gonna be able to put out what she wants to put out. And you know, she's she's an amazing dancer, amazing actress, amazing uh, artist she's all an around. Entertainer so. for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to um to her next project. Uh, I mean, it was too short.
1: I didn't, I want it to be a little longer.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like it was like what like two two minutes flat. Like, I think it was like one fifty seven.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, I think it was like huh. really really short.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like I I, I get it because I I do enjoy those good short songs that you want to put on repeat, but it's like half of you also just like yo, you, know, you, you could have just put another dope verse on there or another one. Just just you you can make it a six minute. It's cool. Right. I, I'll listen to it. <laughs> <clears> throat> um, throat> last but not least, my goodness, the the, the cancellations are flying this week. Uh, Doja Cat was caught up in some racist group chats, dropping the hard R, and she has made some xenophobic comments in the past that resurfaced even within her music and some very disgusting comments towards black men. And like, I'll I'll, I'll admit, man, it it, it sucked for this to come out. I I like Doja a lot. I, I like her music. And I'm not one of those people who immediately cancels people. And I'm not one of those people who talks about Someone that I, that they want cancel all the time because that's the exact opposite of canceling someone. If you talk about them all the time, you make them bigger. Uh, a lot of artists have shown that they'll take whatever press as long as they're being talked about. So I, I'm not canceling her, but it's like the the writing is on the wall. So like it's just like dang, you you made really good music that I enjoyed. I had high hopes for you. You just went number one. You you just jumped on a song with the weekend. You, you got the Nicki Minaj feature, and then we find out that you're wilding. So yeah, that was that was upsetting for me, man. How how'd, how'd you feel about it? Because I, I you you're definitely more into Doja than I am.
1: I yeah, I mean, I really like Doja, and it was just frustrating because I think she has so much talent and she has so much uh, to offer because she's so different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like everyone that's different. I like people that are a little off, people a little off the beaten path, and she's definitely that. I think she... I'm really interested to see how she'll bounce back from this. I mean, learning a little bit more about her background, it sounded like some self-hate stuff, the issue with her dad and whatnot. Like, it sounds like she has an issue with self-hate. And, Mm. hey, that's... You know, people go through their own things. That's really unfortunate. Um, But don't, you know, like... I don't think it's one of those situations Then don't act like you're for the culture. If not, I don't see how she'll be welcomed back to the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, you know, she was born with the access card. I just, it's like really odd. Like, I really think she, I feel like she's really revoked her status. um, Especially because her audience is younger people who are like paying attention to this type of stuff. So I really don't know what she's going to do. I really don't know if she's, I don't think she probably has any remorse from the situation. I don't I haven't seen, and I don't think she needs to apologize to nobody per se. But like, you kind of gotta own what you said at the same time and understand that what you said is like for a lot of your listeners is like, "What? <laughs> You're lit, <laughs> like what?" And yeah. so, um, I think this will either push her further into a community that's not ours, or she'll try to, you know, gloss it over but i just don't i just don't understand why that needs to be said even if you feel like that and it, you know she's you got to be more conscientious of like your status like you're in some random chat like saying that stuff don't you think somebody's going to pull out their phone and record or say something but like like you just i don't know so hey hopefully she i mean i wish her the best i guess
0: i don't know yeah people are always looking to tear you down the bigger you get but but you make it easy for them when you when you say stupid stuff. So we shall see what comes of that. <clears throat> but that's the chat. What are you what are you sipping on today? Alas, brother?
1: I am sipping on some throat coat tea. I'm keeping it simple. I'm recycling about the same three teas because that's all I got here in quarantine. It's all good. Um I love this tea because it's like good for singers and it's good for you y'all have heard me drink this tea before. So anyways. Um, The future of music streaming, our half and half, is coming from Forbes. Shout out to my friends that work at Forbes. The future of music streaming, how COVID-19 has amplified emerging forms of music consumption. So basically, this article goes through and talks about what has been happening in the music industry, the music consumption industry, and what's been going on with that music consumption industry. I just made that up. Anyways. So this one is talking about uh, how music streaming has impacted artists and their teams, and they're utilizing the collaboration, live streaming, video streaming, social media, and gaming too. The gaming one is a is a huge one that we're going to talk about here to support COVID relief efforts as well as connecting with online audiences. So at the beginning, you know, when the March pandemic started, um, we saw that streaming had sort of declined especially in audio streaming had reclined for like three consecutive weeks they said here that the first two percent and then it was first by two percent and then 8.8 followed by 3.2 percent after that so it was really interesting because like a lot of people were concerned i know a lot there's a lot of conversation about like should artists be releasing after that that information came out was like should artists be releasing in this time like people aren't streaming but sort of a uh, an in indirect relationship as audio streaming went down visual streaming started to spike and started to go up pretty heavily here so a lot of users started engaging in in live streaming so they said throughout the, mar- the month of March the number of users engaging in live streaming surged across platforms like Twitch Instagram and YouTube and viewership on Twitch rose in their music and performance category by 524% and went from an average of 92,000 listeners to 574,000 listeners. Hmm. Just a show like that. And, then, I mean, in the live streaming games, we we crave engagement. And that's why I think a lot of people are just going outside right now and just saying, forget it. If we catch it, we catch it. I don't understand why. But <laughs> Corona's still out there, guys. That's still a thing. We still need to be distant. <laughs> um, and so we've seen, like, obviously, like, it's taken many forms, like Quarantine Radio with Tori. Um, A lot of people have been doing release, like digital releases, like Party did his digital release. Dua Lipa did like a live uh, concert for her release of uh, Future Nostalgia. Uh, Diplo has been doing like this thing called Corona World Tour where he was like performing online. A lot of DJ sets been happening online. And so we see that people are engaging in that way. And obviously this is this is obvious because we're living that. But it's really just interesting to see about the numbers and how the impact of that and how. Artists have and their teams that sort of use this as a marketing tool. So we go into the collaboration. So artists and media organizations, they started to explode since the pandemic, not to galvanize efforts, but to support COVID-19 efforts that are related to uh, the philanthropic uh, messages or Motives is what I would say. So they had this event called One World at Home Together, uh, One World Together at Home. That was by Global Citizen and the World Health Organization. They came together. They drew 21 million viewers across the different networks like ABC, CBS, um, CW, BBC. And it was streamed on, it was pretty much streamed everywhere Amazon Prime, Hulu Plus, Instagram, Twitter, Yahoo! Um, as well as some other digital platforms, too. And also, people had the option to listen for iHeartRadio. So I think it's really dope just to see, like, the connectivity that this has created in a way, uh, especially in related to performances. And so they raised also $12.7 million for healthcare workers and uh, for this COVID relief effort. So I think that was pretty dope. As well as um, moving forward, it was kind of the discussion to think about, like, how will we consume entertainment? And they're talking about 5G and how that Navy's like seamless video streaming during commutes and while remote employment and online retail becomes the new normal. So what do you think or do you, how do you think that people are going to begin to consume projects now? I mean, what do you think that that is going to do for artists now that we see that the audio is not necessarily got, but like visually it is up. And so you, do you think we're going to start to see more? investment there like artists are going to start to do more animations more lyric videos more things like that so yeah. like they've been doing but more investment in that more live streams so on and so forth what do you think
0: 100 percent. yeah i was thinking about it because division with their album they did a, a lyric video animation for every single song exactly. and and they, they were posting it like every single day i was like yo division has never tweeted this much but i was like we're in quarantine they can't tour they can't do press runs they can't do meet and greets so of course they're posting these videos every day reminding people to uh, listen to the album and to kind of connect with different songs. So absolutely, I think lyric videos, visualizers, like what what Party did with with um, his album, where he he did it on Twitch and then he put it on YouTube after. For sure, absolutely, it it just makes the most sense to do. Dope.
1: Yep, yep. So artists, make sure y'all are investing in visual things because that's what that's where the numbers are showing us. You know what I'm saying? Visual streams are up twenty one point twenty seven point one percent. So. They perform out. They outperform audio percentage growth for the eight of the thirteen weeks of this year. So, y'all got to keep doing that. So, all right, sir, you know what? Let next. us
0: jump into the slide deck. The best song wasn't the single. All right, we are here. We sliding. Y'all yeah, know the vibes. What did you bring for us today, brother? Sir,
1: I brought you some heat by the. Up and coming. Well, she's up and coming. Yeah, I say because she's still getting there. But she's fire. Joyce Rice, this is That's On You, produced by Austin. on you yeah man i'm trying to she bring y'all some real sounding music some good stuff yeah i'm really excited about her career i hope she continues to grow and continues to give us stuff that sounds like
0: that she's got like one of those like really like like it's like a voice like hers almost where it's just so strong and like pierces through the music like mm-hmm. i feel like she would never get overpowered by her production and and and, and the production was very like like thumping, and then like that hit too, bro. right? It, it nah, hit, she, but guess what?
1: It was a accompaniment. Ascended. It was a accompaniment. accompaniment. A lot of people are freaking making beats that are trying to outshine the artist. Stop putting mm-hmm. all that stuff in the beats, man. There it is.
0: What there you got? Is. Um, I got a an album I feel is generally slept on, and a song from an album that I feel is generally slept on Asleep by the boys, Maja Jordan, and it's produced by Jordan Allman, one half of the duo. decisions decisions all we ever make are decisions opinions opinions tell me if they're facts or
1: I love that project. Oh, they're so dope. Yeah. I saw them at yeah. Brooklyn Steel. What was that? Like 2017? I don't mm-hmm. remember when it was. I saw Probably them. Right after yeah, it was so dope. Oh, my gosh. Their music is really, really good. Production mm-hmm. is always just, it's complimentary. It's, it's engaging, but it's complimentary. It's like that electric R&B uh, pop. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it has all
0: those elements into it. I just, I really love that stuff. Yeah, it's one of my favorite records from from now. Um, I, I, if y'all haven't listened to Space Between, go go back and listen to that. i it, it came out in toward like toward the end of 2017, and that was obviously a very overwhelming year of music when you look at Damn and 444 and More Life and a bunch of really good albums. But this this kind of just slipped through. But no, it's dope, man. This this record is hard, so I encourage you all to go back. Those are our slides. You know the vibes. If you would like to. Check out all of our slides. The slide deck playlist is on all platforms. So hit the link tree in our IG or Twitter bio. Send us some slides at StayBusyPod on Twitter and IG or email us at StayBusyPod at gmail.com. Brother, are you prepared for this board meeting? I love meeting at the board. (sighs) All right. So this one for me was inspired by a feeling that I've had for a very long time, but I think it really culminated um, on the Stay Busy Twitter maybe a couple weeks ago, I asked people what, what they felt their um, favorite R&B project this year was, um, or the best R&B project. And a lot of people said, Giveon, take time. And it's, it's a great project. I, I do like it. I'm, I'm, I like Giveon a lot. I think that he brings something very, very new to uh, this current state of R&B, and I think that he's going to uh, really make noise and, and, and be talented. The, the, the thing about it, though, is the way that he's kind of been uh, her- heralded and praised, it feels like the shiny new toy. Um, and, you know, music for me, I feel it's become this revolving door these days where artists are in, they're out, you know, someone drops a dope album and we love it. We, we crown them the next big whatever. And then if they don't keep up that pace in a year's time or if they put out something that isn't as good or if they change their sound or they do anything, people are like, oh, they 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 fell off. And, you know, I just think us as listeners, we kind of have to place a little bit of the accountability on us to not get like there's nothing more exciting than a new artist and getting excited for them and breaking them to your friends, putting people on. Damn, the Corona police is out. Yeah, yeah, they active, they real active. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, people outside treating life like it's normal, um. But um, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, so kind of want to open the discussion there, and I've got we've got a bunch of different examples, um. But yeah, so w- w- what are your feelings on shiny new toys in, in in music? Um, yeah. So my,
1: I agree with this whole idea. It's like I was I was looking at this Twitter thread, and people had said. Uh, They were saying like, you know, name drop, you know, drop all the the most underrated R&B artists or your favorite R&B artists of right now. Right. And I saw all these different names, you know, people who I've heard about for a while, you know, people who are like buzzing and whatnot. And then I kept seeing giving name and I kept seeing his name. I kept seeing his. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And I go, look, I'm like, wait, how many of y'all have been listening to have been listening to him? For a mm-hmm. while not just from the drake thing like and that's what i think people don't understand too is like a lot of people like we know want want that that title or that feeling like they're putting on their friends you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like oh yeah you guys got to listen to givey like how many of y'all was listening to him before this you know what i'm saying we're not obviously not taking away anything from givey he he earned his spot to get a drake feature because he's dope um or not a feature but you know what i mean um and so it just it just uh, kind of like it's weird to think about like why do y'all like put people on these pedestals that like they're new but like y'all acting like you you've been rocking with them mm-hmm. and also on the other side of that too so like obviously he came out he released a great project I listened to it I really enjoyed it I'm of the mind now that's like he now kind of has to continue to kind of do that and I think for him. I think for him, a great move would be him moving forward with that sound and continue to do that, and starting to hop on different records. And now it's kind of one of those situations with this whole "shiny new toys" idea is that like people come in, they give us some great stuff, and then they're gone. There's so many different factors of quote unquote why they leave and why they come back and how they come in and different sounds. So, like for example, like I think a great next step for on would be for him to start featuring and starting to get on all different types of projects, and like. You know, putting his name, getting his reach out there. Mm-hmm. And there may be a situation at the label. You never know. Like, that's happened to so many artists where they come out, they're doing dope stuff, and then the label, like, pulls them back. Or, like, they push them in a different direction. And it kind of, like, deflates the reason why they were even popping in the first place. And so, I think is one of the situations where, like, he's obviously got his break, you know, and I think they need to continue to capitalize on that and then find his audience and push it to them incessantly until we kind of build up that momentum to where it kind of carries itself like they've done with Khalid, like they did with a duo, like they've done with the snow, like they've done with it even with a Doja, you know what I'm saying? Like find that audience and then push. But there's excitement in the novelty. It's, it's <laughs> like, oh, this is new. We found this new thing, right? And there should be that. However, there's so many different factors that I think that can ruin it, especially when we talk to like when someone quote unquote falls off. So, how would you define someone falling off and
0: how the way we talk about it now? Um, that's for me personally, someone falling off is simply their music not sounding inspired, it not sounding like they're trying, whether they're doing different things or doing the same thing that they've always been doing. If the music just isn't quality wise isn't what it's been then that's my definition of falling off i think these days though we tend to equate someone's presence to their stardom so if someone is in a lot of headlines or if they get discussed a lot yeah then we think they're super hot and for what it's worth that typically does mean that someone is is super hot part of it yeah but then when they're not getting headlines anymore, if they're not in in their album cycle or if just things aren't happening, then just kind of disappearing. Because like one month in the music industry, well, these months have been flying by these last couple months. But typically one month in the music industry is like a year. Like if you're not, if, if like if, if someone doesn't listen to your album for like a month, that they're like, oh, man, like did, did this age well? And like in reality, it's not that much time right um but i think people just get really caught up in that that connection where you know they're seeing someone all, all the time Someone is getting discussed all the time they're listening to them all the time and that's why artists try to create these frenzies well, when they're on their press runs well whether they're you know like future and, and 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 his tweet rants lately or someone just saying something crazy in 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 um in uh, one of their interviews or you know, someone gets in, gets into a relationship like v- v- visibility is so important these days and social media plays a big part into that. And so someone not being as visible could potentially mean that they're not relevant. But I don't I don't consider that falling off. Right personally.
1: now uh, from on the other side, I'll pose it to the other side of the coin. So now you're ta- you talking about the publicity side, the visibility side. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the music now. Like, yeah, I think as listeners, listeners expect the same thing or something that makes them feel familiar. And I think Mm -hmm. artists obviously are trying to reinvent themselves and they're not the same person as they were two years before in the last album and as they are in the new album. But I think that in this current day and age, there's kind of this thing where artists that come on too early don't have that lead time in the front to like build up people understanding what their sound is. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. often two times artists, jump off the boat of what their sound is because they're trying to give something different or do something to the next thing. And so yeah. like we think about like an artist like Ella May, Ella, like she had put out EPs and EPs and EPs and like boot up was on an EP. And then it became, you know what I'm saying? Like then yeah. it put, they put it back on the album. Like it takes time for certain things to, you know, develop a sound. So now we kind of know what to expect from her. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like artists, certain artists and I, I'm going to use this example. Just because I feel like people have talked about and said about this way. And it's not necessarily true. But Solange. Solange is a great example where she gave a seat at the table and everyone was just like dumbfounded. It came at the Mm -hmm. right time. We felt it. We needed that. It was a healing space album. Mm -hmm. And then for the next joint, people didn't necessarily rock with it because sonically, I think it was a little different. It was still a little left, but it wasn't. It wasn't as grounded, right, mm-hmm. um, instrument production wise, and so yep. I think that a lot of people began to like kind of write her off or, or say, "Oh, she fell off," or like, "Well, you what it is." Meanwhile, Solange has put out music like she has a catalog, right? Solange yeah. has a whole catalog, very unique music, too. right? It's unique, it's different, it's off the beaten path R and B, but it it it's, if you feel something, I feel something when I listen to Solange, right? Mm-hmm. And I personally wanted her the most recent project let me stop calling it the most recent project i can't remember the name when, of when i get home when i get home i wanted when i get home to feel sonically like a seat at the table mm-hmm. but i understand especially an artisan like salon, she's not going to give you the same thing over and over but I feel yeah. like for a lot of listeners who maybe that was their first introduction to Solange, I had listened to Solange before, so I knew about her yeah. music before. But for some people, it's kind of like the timing in which you catch the majority of your listeners is like, do you then give them something that like is like the deluxe version or like a reup of is of that initial feeling that made them love you? And so it's kind of you kind of get into this really weird position of like, okay, I want to evolve as an artist, but then I don't want to pe- people to say you know, I fell off, or I don't want to, like, mm-hmm. lose people. Yeah. so I feel like that might present a dilemma as an artist. I'm kind of trying to speak it from an artist's perspective of why, you know, what they battle with, you know, and thinking about, like, dang, I want to give people some new stuff, but I also want to, like, you know, make sure they like it <laughs> at the yeah. same time. And I feel like that a lot of artists kind of battle that, not wanting to fall off with trying to keep up. And not yeah. like they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, but it's more so, like, keep up with themselves and try to like deliver that same feeling but in a new way. And I think that's a mm-hmm. that's a really tough battle, you know what I'm saying? But it is.
0: Cause because it really depends on when like I I might be exposed to an artist at a different time than you. So like for example, I I, I, I found out about the baby around May 2018. Most people weren't hit to the baby until baby on baby dropped, which was uh March 2019 and Suge was was the really big record that everyone was exposed to. So, me being familiar with the baby sound almost a year prior to a lot of other people seeing his progression to baby on baby and then to Kirk, I was more concerned for his direction than a lot of other people because I saw that it was a lot of the same stuff and I was like he's got for me he's got to evolve. For his other fans who just got familiar with him later than me, they they might give him they might have given him a little more breathing room but then we've seen in in just a year's time from baby on baby to kirk now to blame it on baby people are already kind of writing to baby off and saying that he's 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 doing too much of the same thing and he's also operating at a very very high rate and that's that's the the thing when you drop less often like black like frank ocean like childish gambino and And you really take the time to develop your sound to live and kind of have experiences to to rap about, then you can take more artistic risks, yes, but when w- when you're present all the time and we we kind of know you for one thing and then you try to make this drastic shift. It's like, eh, bro, but mm, you we you don't like do that for, for, for this <laughs> why 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 are you switching up? like you're always outside doing this. So keep doing that, and th- and that's that's not how all fans and, and like all consumers are, but that's just what I've gauged from the reason that people have kind of turned on artists like him or Yachty or designer or Fetty Wap. Like Fetty Wap had two thousand fourteen to two thousand fifteen on Smash. Locked. He kind of operated the same way the baby did in that he put out a bit too much, and Fetty Wap's sound was very unique at the time. Him and like Dej Loaf. And like um, I'm trying to think, like August Alcina and a couple other people wow. were were really yeah. You remember like <laughs> they, they had that melodic rap thing going. But now we see so many people are doing it. And F- Fetty Wap's issue is he he kind of disappeared at the wrong time because when he uh, dipped out, U- Uzi uh, r- rose to start to, to um, relevance. Yachty rose to relevance. um Twenty One Savage and like uh, and e- even if Twenty One doesn't make. Like he doesn't sound like Fetty, his his production is is kind of similar, and like it. 2016 was just a, a very bad year to to disappear as an artist or try try to shift your sound. I remember I was I was still listening to Fetty like in in, in, in summer 16. He had a couple songs I really like, Wake Up, and um a couple, but but they just weren't picking up that same traction because his run he he cut it and he didn't come back soon enough, and his stuff just didn't hit the same. So it. it it's on both sides. Like I think the accountability falls on us to be patient with these artists and to, to give them time. Cause you know, a, a lot of us do demand music often. Like the, the, like I forget who the artist was, but they just dropped something and people are, are already asking for a new project. I'm like, yo, and like, like you, you, gotta let it rock. Like you, you gotta get, take time to fall in love with, 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 the deep cuts. And, but um, it also falls on the artists too. Cause like, and if F- Fetty had label issues, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he did too. Yeah. And the designer, the same. Like the designer came in hot, Panda, uh, Kanye took it. Timmy 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 uh, took it on his out Yeah, and then Timmy Turner blew up. Um, and then designer kind of just Fated, disappeared. into <laughs> the black. Here's the thing though, but, too. Yo, hey, go ahead. Finish your point. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna say I'm I'm looking at all y'all who tried to say designer was going to get future out of here. I I remember those tweets. Yeah, I remember. that. I, I remember those <laughs> tweets. I'm like, like, fuck it. This guy has two songs.
1: Yeah, here's the thing too, Go ahead. and that's literally you just perfectly segue into my point. Some of these artists, Armand, at the end of the day, are just not that good. Like they're not meant to be longer than they than their time was, and. You can say that even for way back when in the, in like our parents era. There's a lot of one-hit wonders, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like probably better than most artists that are out now because they're just good, but the way the industry worked back then is yeah, like you caught a hit, you're dope, but like you know, a lot of there's a lot of factors into creating a hit or creating that that staying power. Yeah. And so it kind of brings us to the point of like novelty as a relation to staying power, like if someone's novel and new, right, and they come in and they have a, a year, 18 month period on Smash and they're you know hooking everybody, what is gonna keep them going and what's gonna make that novelty and allow them to turn that novelty into a career? It's it's actual ability. And like mm-hmm. when I think about you know a a Fetty, I think about a designer, I think about a Yachty even. Like I just don't see much. I don't see the much, like, in, in even in their lane, like, in their, especially in that lane, the mm-hmm. the rap that's made is not necessarily, like, classic stuff that you're going to just run back and run back and run back. When's the last time you played a Fetty song?
0: It's been a while. You
1: know what I'm saying? Like, when's the last time we ran, when I ran, since I've run, like, Timmy Turner or, like, Panda? When's the last time I ran that stuff or any Yachty stuff? Like, the point is, at the end of the day, I think the reason why I, a lot of their audiences is, de- is demanding so m- much new music is because like the stuff they're giving them is not, it doesn't have any merit to it. It doesn't hold. It doesn't stick. They're giving stuff that is just cool and, and hip right now. And that's yeah. why I feel like these artists end up burning themselves out and running themselves into a wall, putting themselves their back on the wall because like, they're like, what do I do? I like, given them all that I have because they didn't have that much to begin with. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think it's really interesting when I think about it, it's like, so what does y'all gain? What do y'all really want? Do you want to stay? Or And here's the thing. You don't have to want a long career. That's completely mm-hmm. up to you. But yeah. at the same time, it's like I'm sure 98% of artists that are trying to come out want to have a long career in it and not just be out here for a few, a little bit. And I think it kind of comes back to a question of like, what is your sound? What's mm-hmm. the craft? Well, how are y'all gonna do it? You know what I'm saying? And when I think about these artists, I think Fetty really had an opportunity to like be a strong. I mean, his his music really popped into the national sphere,
0: yeah,
1: because it was dope. It was interesting. It was like hearing like someone like drone sing over like kind of like more on the singing side on mm-hmm. rap. You know what I'm saying? And I think I personally would say, obviously, I would need to do more history on it, but like. I feel like Fetty started the whole New York, New Jersey like sound of like singing on music and then A Boogie took it and then everyone just copied A Boogie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel like, you know, they like, he, he, he walked so they could run. Um, and that might be yeah. spicy, but.
0: Mm, no, it's, there's, there, there's merit to it. I'm He, he went the most, he really dove into it. Like Ja Rule tried it back in the day, of course. Fifty would sing back in the day, but Fetty really like really committed to it. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, that's that that's that's valid. And, and like I said, around that time there were a lot of unique voices and a lot of people who a lot of artists who who I thought were gonna pop. Like I th- I thought Day's Loaf was gonna be uh, a lot bigger. And and Day's Loaf had had a really good period of time. A couple like one one or two really good years. Um. But with with the point you were making about you know staying power, that's why they call this the microwave era because people are in and they're out and like a lot of the, the sound and we kind of touched on this last week with, with the producers because a lot of the sound is the same and a lot of people are trying their hand at it it's it's very easily duplicated and so like you know for example the migos can, can come in with their sound and then there could be another group who raps exactly like them but then adds another element to it and now we're like oh did these guys are 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 um 're they're, they're like getting Migos out of here. It's like well they were inspired by the Migos and they're just doing something different, but, but let's see who can really last. you know Migos has people people didn't think Migos is gonna last and they've been popping since like 2012 and people were trying to say that they were on their uh, downturn after culture two and and now they they just put a song out with uh, with um Ye, uh, young boy never broke again.' Which is really dope people are excited for them to drop an album now. But there was a point where, where we did get tired of Migos because they gave us culture too and then all, all, all those solo projects. So like it's it's kind of it's kind of like we we engage with the content in the in the way that it's given to us. And so we we get caught up in the, in these moments. Like it feels really good to microwave a a frozen pizza. Because you get your food faster, you can eat it, and and there's not that much work to it. It takes time to make dough, make a crust, flip it, you know, all that. And with that, because I'm I'm going somewhere with, with, with this analogy, follow me. When when you do something that's that's easier and like and and and, and you're giving that to the people repeatedly and they're consistently fed then it gets to a point where they get too full and if the quality is isn't there either, you know like for example, Jackquiese J- 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 and this is not to put Jack down but Jacquesese gives us a, an album ev- every year and it's the same kind of stuff and then Frank Goshen comes in once every four years with his gourmet uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> crazy <laughs> crazy pizza um so like it it falls on the artist but it also falls on us like, we get mad at Frank. Frank and Kendrick kind of starve us. But but we know when they are coming with that meal, it's it's g- going to be something. It's and, sustenance. And Frank and Kendrick have worked themselves into the position where they have the, 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 the luxury of, oh, yeah, yeah, I could play around with all these shiny new toys. I'm the PS5 that <laughs> you're going to pull up to your couch and sit down and play when the new 2K drops or... The, or the new Call of Duty drop. So yeah, you you, you can sit with these little iPhone games. You can you could play Candy Crush, <laughs> but you just know when I'm coming. You know this is different. So th- this conversation kind of went uh, uh, went all over the. But um, it's just something that I've, I've I've really been thinking about a lot because it, it, it frustrates me. Like I'm I'm con- I, I really enjoy Roddy Rich, but I am worried. Like his his album in 2019 was so good so, 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 so good. But when you come on that strong and you set the standard that high and you set expectations that high and then let's say you don't match them, people are already kind of knocking you down a level saying, oh, you, you fell off or dang, it's the beginning of the end or oh, he's trash. And it's like, but you just love that last project. It's just like, it's not what they, the, they previously gave you. And also when you trying the Popeye's chicken sandwich, was exciting because Popeyes had n- never done that before. You have Chick Fil A for years, but but then you try the Popeyes chicken sandwich and it's fire. You automatically say, "Oh, not a Popeyes chicken sandwich is fire." It's new. It's it's novel. Mm-hmm. New experiences are euphoric. They're, they're exciting. Like you you get caught up in, in in the moment and it's easy to attach some type of superlative to something. Right. But I think as music listeners and consumers and fans. We 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 have to be more patient because th- there are some people trying to establish long careers. But by, it's crazy how being too good too early can 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 a- almost ruin you if 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 you don't keep it up.
1: No, I I I feel what you're saying there, but I would push back and say I sure. truthfully believe at the end of the day, and using your pizza analogy, I really it's believe it's the ingredients that make the best product. Like for sure, I don't think you know a frozen pizza doesn't have high quality ingredients mm-hmm. yeah you can eat it but it may make your stomach hurt after so much of it and you after a while you're going to want to go and get that handcrafted pizza
0: mm-hmm.
1: only real music's gonna last like my boy <laughs> said at the beginning of the pound cake mm-hmm. only real music's gonna last only real ingredients sustain you provide you with nourishment provide you with sustenance like so I would say for a lot of these artists, like at the end of the day, I think it's great in, in one way because it's exposing a lot of them. Mm-hmm. These microwave careers are exposing them because it's like, OK, yeah, you can make a hot record. A lot of us could do that. It really is opportunity and, prepper and, and the right person, you know what I'm saying, like the right moment, opportunity and timing to get a hot record. There's a lot of people that I've heard records of, the people that we know that I'm like, yo, if the right person heard this or the right moment, they're out of here. Right. Yeah. But those people that we know are going to sustain because they have a catalog of sustenance of real ingredients. They have all the skills. They have the okay. rap- ability. They have the ear for production. They have all those things. And I think at the end of the day, people who are riding the wave, you're going to get exposed when the next wave comes. When mm-hmm. it's a new tide, because can you ride that next wave? And what's going to allow you to do that? your skills, your surfing skills, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that is, to use analogies, like that's how you ride the next wave is like, can you go through it? Like, And that's when we think about the top rappers, the tr- the trifecta, Kendrick, yeah. Cole, and Drake. Why can they sustain and do everything that they do and starve us out? And, you know, Drake is the uh, the one that doesn't starve us, but like still delivers such great content because at the end of the day, We're going to hear, yeah, we're going to hear a 2C slide, but we're going to hear a losses, too. (laughs) And that's what's going to sustain us. We're going to hear, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he can do the right foot up and all that, but no, you're going to hear the man really rap. He really raps. Mm -hmm. And that's the same with Kendrick, and that's the same with Cole. They really rap. And there's a bunch of others out there who really rap. but. That's the situation, too, is I'm going to push back on the artist, too. The artist is y'all. A lot of y'all, like, the reason why y'all are in f- here today and gone tomorrow is because a lot of y'all aren't developing your craft. So if you the, it doesn't really matter what type of music you want to make. Obviously, Future is the example for that. He's a trap rapper, you know what I'm saying? But why? Because the man's production ear is crazy. He mm-hmm. floats on every beat. He has, he's mastered his style and his craft. Y'all come in and don't really do that and don't put in the time towards that. And so that's why I think why we have, why we listen to a lot of our favorite rappers, a lot of the rappers that are dominating right now in their mid-30s because they spent the time like developing the craft and that's just what it is. And so a lot of these people are young and still got to go, but I obviously I'm not wishing anything on anyone. I'm just saying, hey, you got to really own it and understand that like there's a lot of people who fall by the wayside because they just didn't have what it takes to sustain themselves because they're skills weren't that great and yeah. so i i really especially for roddy you know coming from the west coast like i'm really excited for him but mm-hmm. you guys gotta develop gotta elevate gotta change the production gotta come with new stuff like and that's just what it is And so
0: yeah man yeah i really yeah. enjoyed this one yes yeah and uh, i think this it shows the beauty and also the the ugliness of music in that it's so accessible for people like you don't just have to be a backpack rapper anymore. Atlanta has shown that. Atlanta has shown that mumble rap when people were trying to get it out of here a couple of years ago. It's you know, uh, Lil Baby, Uzi, all of them. They they are some of the biggest acts, and, and and Uzi has stuck around for probably longer than a lot of people thought he would. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, not 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 every artist has that repertoire where where they have the ability to build a long-term career. And and like and like Nick said a lot of them aren't looking to do so like music is a big cash grab for for certain people they 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 see it as their way out and for some of our favorite artists it's obviously inspired their their music and their stories and they've been able to tell these um these very uh these stories engaging stories that we connect with but then there are also some rappers who kind of just don't really have that that uh connection that that establish that personal connection and they kind of just make what's, what's hot now. Um, and we've seen both sides succeed. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to see people get a bag, but I'm being a journalist and being a, a cultural critic, I guess, you know, it's, it's the perception of you and the conversation about you. That's, that's really important to me. And so that, that's why it's always frustrating to see people like, oh, they, they fell off and this and that. And it's like, no, nah, you just got to give them time, give them patience. Like some people aren't, aren't ready for the success that they attain early on, um, so yeah, that's that's the board meeting. uh Bulletin board, what we got? Well, nothing. So wash your hands, sanitize, <laughs> moisturize. Ain't no events outside. H- hit up that that versus. Uh, people were jagged. calling it. People were calling it fifty six versus jagged edge because it's only uh... two. Of them. <laughs> all love and respect to all members of jag of 112 oh, you are man. all important oh, oh, we are we are looking forward to the battle <laughs> my goodness we, oh. let me get out of here thank you all for tuning in <laughs> to another edition of stay busy with Armand Sather I am Armand Sather this is the boy Nick Early. yeah, yeah. we want Shah to stay safe stay humble and stay. Busy. Who got the best podcast in the
1: city? Y'all mind it, girl. with the flex, stay busy. Topic yes. out the to top of conversation, stay litty, keep it witty, no witty, stay out jiggy,
0: yet gritty, stay witty. Yeah. Six lines, busy, get involved. All you little other podcasters getting cross, get lost, like trying to guard crawl, fur, I trying to run a cover like moss, burn. Yeah. Stay busy, nigga, arm dedicated. Cornell grass, so you know they educated. Yeah. Telling every episode, I know the haters hate it, but they love it on the low, it's confused, admiration. You live right now, Ray J on the line with it. This podcast, straight yeah. up, Trevor Scott Lynn. the You
1: sure episode, I might hear but I left the arm on rad once I watched it. The boy clean, I ain't washed up Levels crew with me, get involved, Mo My guys know the music, they are not slow So get situated with this hot show You know we stay busy You know we stay busy no know we stay busy You know we stay busy You know we stay busy No we stay busy no know we stay busy no we stay busy